You're listening to the Ausleisure Podcast Network. For more details, go to www.ausleisure.com.au forward slash podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the ausleisure.com.au beginner's guide to Microsoft Windows Vista. We're continuing today from what we did in the last episode where we explained what the desktop was, what the start menu was, taskbar and system tray etc. And we're going to start looking at how to customise the way Windows Vista displays for you so that it suits your needs better than perhaps it does in its default configuration. Now we're going to start today by changing the desktop background and you'll remember from last time that the desktop is the area of the screen from the very very top to just above where the taskbar starts and right from the left hand side way over to the right hand side this is all your desktop area and what we're going to do is we're going to change from this blue green icon that we see on the screen now to something that's uh, added a bit more sensible so what we'll do is we'll find an area of the screen which is not otherwise occupied by an icon and we're going to right click right clicking in the desktop here produces this pop-up menu its uh, actual proper name is a context sensitive menu or a context menu but most people do just refer to it as a pop-up menu and we're going to choose from that menu we're going to choose personalize so we move down to personalize and we will left click and this will drop us into a part of the control panel now you may remember from the last episode that we very quickly glossed over the control panel because we were going to deal with it here. Now the control panel itself contains a bunch of tools which enable you to change the look and feel of Windows Vista so that it suits how you want to use it. We're going to do some very simple appearance tools just now and as you can see by selecting personalization it's dropped us into the personalized appearance and sound setting of the control panel and we can see that up here on the address bar. So to change the desktop background we've got a very convenient link called desktop background so we're going to click that here and we get shown the desktop background selector. Now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to move it out of the way here so that we can see a little bit of the desktop and we'll notice that in our list here of Windows wallpapers which are selected our blue green image is currently selected and these are wallpapers that come with Windows Vista so we can scroll up and down this list here by clicking and dragging this scroll bar up and down to view all the pictures that are available to us so if we wanted to take this sunset picture for example and make that our background all we'd need to do is just click on it wait for a second or two and in the background here you'll see that the desktop has changed I'll just move this window out of the way so that's the new one that we've just chosen we can do that as many times as we want so if we want to take this leaf here click on the leaf and the desktop will change back to the leaf and if I move this window back out of the way again that's what our desktop looks like now you may not want to have uh, a big picture like that on the desktop and to be honest I don't normally I normally go for a solid color so what we want to do is select a solid color for the background and we do that by changing this picture location you'll see here that this has got a downwards arrow on it so if we click that it will drop out a list for us here and we can choose which kind of background we're looking for and we can choose pictures which we've taken from our camera and we'll be covering that 
in a later episode or we can get pictures from the web or wherever but in this instance I'm going to take solid colours what happens here is once we've chosen solid colours like we have we're presented with a list of colour blocks and we can choose in exactly the same way as we did with the wallpaper which colour we would like so if we pick this orangey colour for example our desktop goes uh, a bright orange colour and again like before we can change the colours easily just by clicking and as you can see the desktop background changes all the time if the colour that you're actually looking for is not in this in this list there's a link down here called more clicking the more button will bring up here the colour chooser now what we're interested in really is this section here on the right where we've got our different colour bands on there you may not be able to see it on, this, on the, uh, the video at the moment but there is actually a crosshair it's currently over here in the red section and what that does is that picks the colour from the colour bands and you can see down here in the solid colour section which colour the crosshair is currently over so if I drag that crosshair over to more of a green colour you'll see that the solid colour changes to what is underneath the crosshair now apart from this selection of the crosshair here we also have this brightness and contrast control which is operated by this arrow at the side so clicking and dragging the arrow up makes the green colour from the one that we selected here into a lighter shade and likewise dragging the arrow down brings it into a darker shade so if we put it back in the middle we've got a fairly light green colour here and we can just click OK and that becomes our desktop and it takes us back to the desktop background picker once we've selected our desktop and we're happy with it we just click OK and the changes are committed and we've now got our green desktop background I think by the time the next episode comes around I would have changed that to a different colour though so the next thing we're going to talk about is screen resolution very difficult thing to uh, explain but suffice to say it determines how big or small text and icons show on your monitor now most people have something like a 17 or 19 20 inch monitor something like that but you can get monitors that are really small perhaps down to 7 inches and likewise very very large monitors and projectors even up to like 100 inches 6 feet and more in size so you need to work out which screen resolution is best for the monitor that you're using it also plays a part as to how good your eyesight is for some people you can't read what's on the screen easily if the font is small so you need to be able to make it bigger so what we'll do is if we click here in display settings we'll get the display settings dialog and at the top here where we've got our big number one we have a graphical representation of our monitor setup we currently only have one monitor on this machine but you can have multiple monitors now what we've got here at the bottom is our uh, screen resolution selector and we as you can see here have currently got it to 800 by 600 pixels now that's set so that you guys can see the video uh, that I'm making yours may well be something different if you've got a monitor which is above 17 inches it will probably be set to 1024 by 768 now what do those numbers mean? Well the first number, in our case here 800, is the number of pixels 
from the left hand to the right hand side of the screen in total and the 600 is from top to bottom actually what a pixel is is it's like a little square basically it's a variable size so I wouldn't worry about it too much suffice to say that the further you drag this slider over towards the high the higher these numbers are and the smaller the text and the images will appear on screen so if you've got brilliant eyesight drag it over to the high side if your eyesight is less good keep it towards the low bear in mind if you've got a, a fairly decent monitor that you're using and perhaps 17 19 inches and larger and you have the resolution set right down low the text and images etc may appear to be quite blocky what's called pixelated so you'll need to try and strike the right balance so what you do drag the slider to somewhere where you think it will be right and test it by clicking apply which will light up at the time the screen will change and you'll be able to see whether you can read the text or not if you can click OK and carry on if you can't it will change back in 15 seconds so you can have another go related to screen resolution is something called color depth and that's dealt with with this drop down box over here which is currently set to highest 32 bit color depth really relates to how many colors your machine can show you now they range on the very low end to at 16 colors and 256 colors all the way up to the high end which you're seeing at the moment 32 bit which is something like 4 billion colors or something equally ridiculous now how does this come into play well if you've got a low color depth let's say for example 256 colors your machine will not display to you the subtle changes in colors so for example if you've got a gradient of a light blue on the left hand side which graduates up to a dark blue on the right hand side with a low color depth you won't see a smooth transition you'll probably see lines which indicate sharp differences between the colors the higher the color depth you go the smoother that transition from the light blue say to the dark blue will be so for a really good screen display you really want to have the colors set as high as possible and it also works in conjunction with the resolution so what I would suggest have a look at the documentation that came with your computer and your monitor and they will say on there what is the highest screen resolution and color depth and what is the optimal screen resolution and color depth once you know those set them appropriately and you're good to go now moving on from there ever so slightly we're going to look at dealing with making the text much bigger so that those of you who are not with perfect sight can actually have the text much much larger so you can see what's going on now we're back to our personalization menu here which we got from right clicking on the desktop and choosing personalization and on the left hand side we've got this item called adjust font size and that's the one we're going to be using before we do that I just want to point out to you here that we have this wee shield on the left hand side you'll see the shield pop up in a number of places uh, throughout Windows Vista and it's a visual clue to you to say that in order to change this 
this is going to be a, a fairly substantial change to the system and you want to make sure that it is actually something you're going to do and it's going to invoke something called user access control UAC and what that's going to do is it will pop up a thing uh, a dialogue in the middle of the screen that says are you really sure you want to open this this application and you may also notice that the screen goes completely black behind it and the dialog box here just pops right out of the screen. Now we're going to do an episode on user account control a little bit later on in the series but suffice to say for the time being if this pops up if this dialog pops up as a result of something you're doing and it's a known action then you're pretty good to press continue if this dialogue pops up and you did nothing to invoke it I would strongly suggest pressing cancel in this instance we did invoke it so we're going to say continue and by doing that we now get what's called the DPI scaling dialogue box DPI by the way stands for dots per inch so we have two options available to us here default scale which is the one we're using indicated by the blob on the left or we can have a larger scale which is as it says there more readable text and to select it we just click the left hand blob and next time we restart the machine because after making this change we will need to restart the machine the text size will be much much larger now for those of you who have severely impaired uh, vision and 120 dpi is not big enough for you there is this button down here called custom DPI where you can make it even larger still and the way you do that once you've got this custom DPI dialog is by changing this percentage here which is currently 125% meaning that 125% uh, of 96 DPI is actually 120 D, uh, PPI here if we increase this up to 150 we'll notice that the text gets larger and up again 200 gets larger still if we need to go larger than that we can click and drag on this ruler to the right to make it bigger to the left to make it smaller so if we can drag this right away out we'll notice that the text now becomes huge once you get it to a point that you like click OK and restart the machine as I said I'm going to cancel those because I don't actually need to I actually need to change them. So what we're going to do now, we've dealt with desktop backgrounds and screen resolution, text size and things like that. We're now going to look at customizing the start menu and the taskbar. Okay, so customizing the start menu. You'll remember from the last episode I said that it is possible to to pin applications onto here so that they're always available. So that's what we're going to do just now. It's actually a very simple procedure. So we're going to go and find the program that we want to use. So we're going to go into all programs and in this case we're going to go into games and we're going to pin the chess titans game to the start menu so that it's always available when we open up the start menu and we're going to do that by right clicking here on the chess titans and we'll notice a, an item called pin to start menu so we'll click that and then we'll go back and we'll find that chess titans is now on this menu we close down the start menu open it up again we'll find that it comes straight back again we can pin more items to the start menu if we want so we'll take free cell be in the next one in the list right click and then pin to start menu back to the main list and there we are chest titans and free cell are now pinned to the start menu and they will be there each time we open it up 
if we need to remove them from the start menu we've got board of them being there we just right click on them and say unpin from start menu and it disappears likewise with free cell right click and then left click unpin from start menu and they're gone all very simple the last two things that uh, I'm going to go through with the customizing of Windows Vista today are hiding and showing of the taskbar itself down the bottom here because we can actually auto hide it so that it's not always in the way and then I'm going to do with changing some of the icons that pop up in the system tray so first of all we're going to deal with auto hiding the taskbar. This is useful if you're using a full screen application for example a painting package or something and you don't want the taskbar getting in the way. What we can do is we can have it hide until we need it. So what we'll do we'll come over here to the start button and we'll right click and then we'll left click on properties and we'll get the taskbar and start menu properties dialog box come up. Now we're going to be dealing with a taskbar so we'll click on the taskbar tab at the top and we note we've got this checkbox here currently unchecked called auto hide the taskbar if we click that so that it's selected and click OK the taskbar at the bottom of the screen has now disappeared so we've got a nice clear full screen available to us it does raise the question as how you get the start menu back and it's actually really quite simple just move the mouse right to the bottom of the screen and as the mouse gets to the bottom of the screen the taskbar will appear for you and then you can use it in a normal way showing the start menu etc to prevent the taskbar from auto hiding we'll just do the same procedure so we'll show the taskbar right click on the start button left click on properties into the taskbar tab and we'll now uncheck auto hide the taskbar and we'll click OK and it comes back and never disappears again the last thing we're going to deal with today is customizing the system tray icons now you may remember from last time I mentioned that the system tray icons indicate to you what the computer is doing when there is no other application running and we've got here my sound control my network control and my warning about security settings now this is all fine if you've only got a couple of icons down here like we do but once you start installing antivirus, anti-spyware, various other programs you can get many many icons that come over here and they can take up almost the entire bottom part of the screen leaving no space for the taskbar which is arguably more important so what we actually want to do is be able to hide some or all of these icons some of them you can't hide sound for example, network you can't hide but uh, we can hide the others and we do that again by right clicking on the start button left clicking on properties and this time we're going to go to notification area we want to make sure that hide inactive icons is checked and then we're going to click customize and here we see a list of the items that are currently shown uh, in this case we've only got one shown that we can change anyway which is our security alerts which is our little orange shield down here and here below we've got a few items that have been shown in the past but are not currently shown now to get rid of the ones that we don't want to see what we want to do is change their behavior so you'll notice that there's a behavior column here and we're going to change this Windows security alert so that it's always hidden so we do here we click on where it says hide when inactive and we now have the ability to drop down a list and we can select hide click OK and the icon goes away now that it's gone away 
and it is actually hidden from view we've got this wee triangle here this little arrow that indicates to us that there are icons actually hidden so in order to see them we'd want to click that arrow and it will slide out of the way and show the hidden icons not much use to us at the moment because we're only actually hiding one but if we had a whole raft of them along here that would be a very useful addition if you want to prevent system tray icons from being hidden then you just do the process in reverse so right click start button left click properties into the notification area into customize and change hide to either show if you want it to always be shown or hide when inactive if you want the uh, Windows Vista to make up its own mind and then OK OK and we're back to where we started so that's it for this episode uh, some very simple customizations of your desktop and your operating system uh, for the next few episodes we're going to be talking about protecting your machine from baddies out there now that you've got it the way you want it so I look forward to seeing you then and uh, have fun Thank you for downloading this podcast episode. We hope that it has been useful to you. Should you wish to be notified of new episodes as they are released, we would recommend that you subscribe to this podcast feed through your favourite podcast software. Details on how this can be done can be found in our Introduction to Podcast video located at www.osleisure.com.au forward slash podcasts. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or would like to suggest comments for an upcoming show, please email us at beginnersguide at osleisure.com.au. Osleisure.com.au is not associated in any way with Microsoft Corporation and unless specified to the contrary, Microsoft Corporation does not affiliate itself with, endorse or sponsor this product. Microsoft product screenshots are reprinted with the permission of Microsoft Corporation.